We Like Dota is brought to you by the support of our patrons. Patrons like Ye Old Raven, Ninja Skelts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Bean Dob, Monster, Icebook, Spanguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Sinuson, Dolly Cow Chef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, Straw Cab, and Generous. We like Dota episode 322 starts now. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota, the internet's casual Dota 2 podcast. I am Sam, the Plaid Pirate, joined by Aaron. Hello, Aaron. What's up, Sam? Very, all... very good enthusiasm today. <laughs> Great intro as well. Thank you. We are also joined by Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello, Sam. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Internet. <clears throat> um, Jim, do you want to tell us how your week in Dota has been? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, it was pretty fun. I got to, uh, cast in the WLDL because our team, uh, we have this, it's like a very, we like Dota problem. Um, since we focus on having fun more than winning, uh, you end up with six people like every game, (laughs) like everybody wants to show up. Um, (laughs) so we had six people, and uh, I hadn't sat out yet for any of them, so I got I sat out. It was our the first round of our um, upper bracket semifinal in the hats uh, bracket, the more exclusive one, um, against Juvu and Tag and the uh, old Raven, all guys who are, are you know big members of the community. Uh, I got to cast with Arian and his teammate Sam Trilling and Bayluck, and then I cast oh, yeah, the second I game with this. Sam and Bea. It was it was a lot of fun. Our team lost, um, but I got to watch my boys play. Um, they did well. It was a good time, and it was it's it's always fun with like Juvu and them. So uh, that that was a lot of fun. Uh, later on that night, uh, I played some pubs with my team, uh, and then like everyone went to sleep. <laughs> I guess, and I, I ended up playing a pub solo, which I hadn't done in, like a very long time. And uh, I just like queued into an unranked game, and I realized I was playing. So the the one guy in the team immediately randoms Abaddon and indicates offlane. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. So I picked, and like you know, the other people indicated on the map they were going to do other stuff. So I picked Rubik, and went with the Abaddon. Uh, the other team had like a ton of good stuff to steal as Rubik, but we had. A carry life stealer, offlane Abaddon, mid Grimstroke, uh, and then me as Rubik, and uh, a disruptor, and we were up against a PL. The guy, the opposing team, last picked PL. 
Um, and I wasn't quite sure how we were ever going to kill the PL, <laughs> which is like a standard PL thing. And I'm kind of like looking at this lineup and I'm like, I don't know what happens here. Um, but we did all right. We were up against the Mars and uh, I believe I killed Mars with spear once and I routinely speared him in, you know, out of his circle uh, or into trees in the circle. Um, had a lot of fun stealing spells, actually. There were a ton of good ones to, to grab. Lion was there. And we actually did, like, reasonably well against the PL. Between, like, Fade Bolt and, and Spear or uh, the other uh, Mars spell, which I would get. And God's then... Rebuke? Uh, what? God's Rebuke? Yeah, Isn't Rebuke. Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah. We were doing all right. Um, but he was getting big, right? And, like, he got his heart and then... I didn't know how we were going to kill him. And my mouse like goes wrong. Like something happens with my mouse and it's, and like it pulls my camera into like the bottom left of the screen. And, uh, I have to unplug my mouse and plug it back in and I die (laughs) because I can't control my hero. Um, and then I pause and they're like, well, you're already dead. I'm like, yeah, I guess. So we unpause. (laughs) I unplug my mouse, put my mouse back in, come back into the game PL takes all of our racks and then he TPs out like right after killing the third racks. I'm like, huh? And (laughs) our super creeps from one lane that we had destroyed their ancient and we won. (laughs) No way. (laughs) (laughs) They just were not watching. And we had taken like one lane of racks like pretty early because we had like an early game lineup. Um, And then the PL was just like coming online, coming online, coming online. Uh, And then I guess he just noticed like a second too late. And uh, we, we got the victory, and there were lots of commends all around. Uh, we somehow beat that PL, but it was a fun game. It went longer than I thought, and playing Rubik's was fun. So I'm up to 14 wins on my Rubik Arcana. Great. Out of, like, God knows how many games. So, <laughs> Do um do turbos count for that? You count half. They count half. Okay. Yeah, so you have to win, like, 80 turbos. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, or 40 regular games. It's fun. I mean, you know, Rubik's great. They had a ton of good spells, so it was pretty cool. That's but it was fun. a nightmare. Yeah, like I got some double fade bolts off when they, because uh, our, our grim stroke, if you linked someone, you get two fade bolts and they bounce to each other. So we actually end up doing like a ton of damage. Mm. Um, there wasn't too much else to steal that was going to get doubled, though. I had finger at one point. And we were able to kill the PL once with that because I had nags. Um, but then they just like stopped fighting until Finger ran out. They were just like run away from us because I could like one shot the entire team. Um, it was fun. It was a fun game though. How about you, Sam? Uh, I'm back to my roots. I was kind of lost in the wilderness for a while there. I wasn't sure what I liked playing. Oh. <laughs> it was just fine. Like I was, I was like, no, that's not true. I was happy like supporting and stuff, but now I'm like, screw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, back to my tanky strength, guys. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I've been playing. I've been trying out Life Stealer because um, good hero right now. Good hero. Also, like, they changed him so that he only has 
like half a button to hit you know <laughs> like, yeah do you think do you think he's a good hero i think he's really good right now i think the passive is super strong the new passive the ghoul friends new one yeah so for, like, for folks who probably might not know like they got rid of what was his uh e right yeah um, used to be an active ability yeah and uh which was like the slow and like if you hit him you got lifesteal like additional lifesteal mm-hmm. yeah um so but now they made that into a shard um which is cool um so i don't know i've been playing like turbo not to like not to very much success but i just think he's fun and um i've yeah. been playing off lane dk which is my guy oh. <laughs> you just you just plant yourself in the lane my previous complaints with dragon knight is like i would play him mid and i would just feel like uh i'm like behind or like just not that impactful like i'm not really setting the tempo i'm not like doing anything i'm not like mm-hmm. shutting down the opposing mid i'm just like kind of blah but as an off laner i feel great because <laughs> it's just like okay like i just have to exist and like if i end up like tanking all of their stuff it's kind of perfect um yeah true. i just yeah i just have to like be a siege tower which is nice i, I like that yeah. I mean, um i definitely agree that like mid dk these days with all these other mids farming very fast uh, dk still farms super slowly which kind of hinders him as a mid yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah that's been my week how about you aaron um so the first like major thing i had this week in dota terms was actually my uh we like dota league match against uh, marcus angels which i play with oh, my yeah. team um the first match uh, i think was more noteworthy because we were going into that series uh, like kind of expecting to lose um because they were a super good team but you know we had we had a good analyst telling us what to ban against them so we felt like maybe we had a chance and then in the like first match we had a clockwork obviously a staple for us on the uh, position four we busted out the position three jakiro which uh, didn't actually work that well this time around um we got a mid zeus safe lane lifestealer and a winter wyvern which was a really good pick um and they picked a ricky on their like high immortal guy um which really scared us which is also why we last picked the zeus uh, a dp mid centaur offlane uh, along with uh, ogre magi and a Voker position four um so like in the early phase that game actually won super well uh we won mid and we definitely won bottom a lot or was like owning very hard um and i was doing very well like it was hard for me to kill dp in lane because she heals a lot and you kind of can't sustain the mana to consistently you know consistently push out but i got a lot of kills by ganking other lanes uh you know obviously ricky is very weak against zeus early um and then just using my ult so at minute 15 um never mind actually at minute 17 still i was 8 and 0 and my team was owning pretty hard and then i was like okay uh my team's doing stuff right now i don't really have high mana I'll just like TP top and instantly they're like immortal Ricky players who's been, you know, staying top the entire time. Uh, he jumps me with a diffusion blade and at minute 20, I thought, I think he got like 800 or 900 gold for me, uh, something crazy like that. Um, and from that moment on the game kind of just, you know, uh, went 
went went uh, downwards very quickly because there, like Ricky was carrying them super hard. We had a couple more like good fights, but after that, like the best we could do every fight was you know like maybe trade two heroes for uh, you know our entire team dying because they just got like BKBs on all their cores and. No flame to Ursi. Um, he admitted this after the game, but I thought his game, like, I, I didn't want to bring it up during the game, but his build on Lifestyle was, in my opinion, super bad against that lineup. So he went Maelstrom into Phase, into SNY, and then an um, Abyssal Blade. So, like, that game against their heroes, he kind of, like, didn't do any damage uh, straight up. So, you know, I, I would have preferred him going, like, maybe, a, you know, Deso build with Armlet or something like that on top of that. But, you know, in the end, we lost that game, uh, even though we kind of stomped the lanes, but uh, we were expecting that going into things. And then the second game, I didn't want to get too much into it. Uh, we felt like our draft was even a bit better in the second game, but then we just completely got owned in the lanes. And I had to go up against uh, mid-Visage, which uh, actually was pretty nice because I was a Morphling, but I couldn't, like stop the guy from taking my tower at like minute five so you know game two was kind of just us getting stomped uh yeah and then after that i had two ranked games i had a mid ricky ranked game because you know i just got stomped by that i gotta try it on myself i gotta say <laughs> it seems pretty good maybe it was felt only that good because i was playing against the morphling mid and the anti-mage which ricky obviously is very good against because Morphling mid, if you get like two backstabs in, he has to ferry out the south. So you can just kind of complete, unless he's under tower, you can just completely wreck his economy by blink striking him and forcing him to ferry out south. So yeah, that wiki game was pretty good. And then I also had a Monkey King mid game, but that one was kind of meh, but I was still happy I won that. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums up my weekend order. Seems good. I, I think that's a very uh, universal feeling when you're like, oh, I just got stomped by this. <laughs> Let me play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, the Ricky, to be fair, like, he had a bad early game, but he just, yeah. he, he had, like, a pretty late battle free, and he didn't care. He just farmed the whole map, and we lost. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a tough game, because, like, your team was so all in on magic damage. Yeah, the triple BKBs like, really ruined us as well. And not just BKBs, I mean, like, they just had tanky heroes mm -hmm. and an early pipe. And, like, once the tanky, like, once your magic image couldn't burst them down, it was like, oh. Like, the, the DP's still alive. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, DP had an eternal shroud and yeah, a trickster cloak, it turned that out. That was, like, made worse by, you know, no f a bit of flame to Earthy, obviously, but his build, like, he was our insurance policy to, like, hit really hard in the late game. But with this, like, Maelstrom and SNY build, he had, like, 170 damage at minute 30 or something. Uh, so, yeah. And with the Maelstrom, obviously, he was doing even more magic damage that was getting blocked by BKBs and stuff. Yeah, that was that was tough. Like, Bourbon was so good on the clock, Yeah, though. the clock was insane. Uh, that really Bourbon's really good at game. clock. Yeah, I mean, we, like... we pick that any time we can. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't ban it game two. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, we didn't pick it game two. We probably should have. He's <laughs> so good. Uh, that was a fun series to watch. To... I watched it in the client for you. Sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to talk over <laughs> you. Um, no, nah, it's all good. 
Should we move on to the news? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, Aaron, you're our pro Dota correspondent. There were open qualifiers. Tell us about them. Please. Exactly. I mean, there were open qualifiers and there were like various decider tournaments. What's pretty weird about uh, all these qualifiers for the DPC leagues is that they kind of don't have a unified system. So in NA, it's like an open qualifier and a closed qualifier and the people from the closed qualifier uh, go to the league, the upper division. Um, but in Europe, there's a open qualifier and then there's a decider tournament which is apparently something different from a closed qualifier. I'm not quite sure what the difference what? is. Why are they doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's not structured. And apparently, like, just the distributions of which team from which qualifier go to the brackets, it's also not uniform between the leagues, which is kind of weird. But then again, you know, it's not centrally organized. It's just, like, under the DPC banner. So probably the biggest, like... Uh, four teams uh, in EU that got into the qualifier. I mean, we only know three. So Viking.gg, um, I mean, it was pretty obvious for me uh, that they would make it into the first division. And I think they're like uh, top three contender in this yeah, new first division. Then also Alliance made it in. Um, apparently they were pretty sad that they weren't invited in the first place. Although I don't think they're that strong right now. Um they made it here through the open qualifier, uh, through the decider tournament. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but I don't expect them to do super well this year. I feel like they kind of lost their mojo a bit throughout the season. I don't know if you agree, Jim. Alliance? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Like, I, I thought they did pretty well, but, like... Yeah, they had a good phase, but, like, the past two months in particular, like, were kind of bad for them. Uh, I feel like. Then also Mud Golems, which is like the Skeeter 3-3 stack, a couple of old Alliance players with, you know, some European lads. They're also qualified. And then right now, the last deciding match of this decider tournament is Chicken Fighters against Hellbear Smashers. Uh, one of those teams is going to go to the Division 1. Yeah, um... That's, that's, that's pretty much what happened in EU. And then in North America... Uh, you guys will have have to help me out here because I like I've heard of I think Black and Yellow and Team Dog Champ, uh, which are <laughs> some teams from the close qualifier. But the rest I'm kind of oblivious about, to be honest. They're all like just uh, like pub stacks. Like yeah, I mean team, like Team Undying is like Dubu, Moon Meander, Brile, Tomato. Technically. Like Black three of the teams that got invited directly to the upper division are just pub stacks. <laughs> uh, who, who got invited to the upper division? Four Zoomers, Sad Boys, and Quincy Crew. Those are all teams that like don't actually have an org. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess Quincy Crew doesn't have an org, but they've been playing yeah, together I mean, for like two years. These teams have a manager, at least, which I don't think yeah. these pub stacks are. Right, right. Yeah, like the others are just like put together for the quals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even Sad Boys is kind of, is put together for the quals. Like, there's really only three teams in NA. That's <laughs> true. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, think, know, I, 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 I still think watching this uh, NA, like, obviously I'm the most hyped about EU, but even though NA isn't that competitive right now, I'm kind of hyped, like, the second most hyped to one NA, just because it's going to be fun seeing all these, uh, like, I'll say, like, uh, 
pop stack type of teams uh, being the best in NA. And you know, maybe some of those will get a orc fairly soon with them competing in the DPC. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, I'm sure Quincy Crew will. Yeah, yeah, I think Quincy Crew is, like, the first candidate, and after that probably Falzumas. Uh, like, if one of them gets, like, top three or even wins the NA League, uh, I think it's very likely they'll get a sponsor of that. Yeah, it, has anyone heard? I, I don't know. Has anyone heard if EG is going to play their whole lineup? I mean, they literally haven't played their lineup for, like, a year. So, what I've heard is that, you know, I mean, Arteezy and fly are apparently in a right now ice as ice as well so they're flying in ice as ice and Arbet because that's possible again ah, but okay. they still cannot fly in crit so crit is going to play from uh denmark is what i've heard at least okay that's not too bad i mean denmark's not too bad I'm yeah, sure yeah singapore is dreadful but i mean no ice as ice they're flying him to NA. right i'm saying like if they had to play him remote it would be oh dreadful. yeah 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 i i don't think yeah. they would do that they would probably nah. I remember OG trying it during the online like <laughs> online leagues with uh, mid one yeah. from Malaysia. That was kind of <laughs> sad to watch. Yeah, because like EG could be. I mean, it's so good just seeing Abed play. I mean, Abed hasn't played. Yeah, true. Pro Dota in like a year. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm not even sure if they're my top pick. Quincy Crew and Four Zoomers are really strong. I don't think Four Zoomers is gonna. BDG. But Quincy Crew is possible because they're, they're really good and they've been playing together for like two years. Uh, I mean, I think if I had to choose one to beat EG, it would probably be Sumas actually, even before Quincy Crew. Really? It's like Husky. Yeah, but they're, they're more creative than Quincy Crew is, is my point. They can play above their level much more easily than Quincy Crew, I think. I don't know. I mean, Quincy Crew is just like that same, as I mentioned like every episode, like the same NA team that overperforms at every TI. Like you are uh, MSS, SVG. They're always like second in the sure, group. Right, right. Like, where'd they come uh, from? Agree to disagree, Drew. All right. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I'm sorry I'm not much help there. I, um, <laughs> you know, when you said you're going to have to help. And that you've heard of two teams. I had never heard of those two teams before. um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and move on to Hero of the Week. This week's Hero of the Week is our friend, the Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight is a melee strength hero, but his ultimate makes him ranged. Mm. So he's kind of like Terrorblade in that way, but he's he's a strength boy. His lore, basically, he's a he's a dragon hunter. He's a dragon slayer. That's his thing. And um, he decides he's been tracking down a legendary Eldworm, <laughs> mm. uh, Slyrak. And um, so he goes and he finally finds Slyrak. And the, the problem is Slyrak is now ancient and frail and there's no honor in killing him. So the Dragon Knight's like, 
all right, man, I'll 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 catch you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Slytherack whispers in his ear. He's like, no, like give me give me death. <laughs> <laughs> I love the whisper. That's good idea. <laughs> so uh, you know the Dragon Knight. Um, he he complies, and uh, as he kills him, Slyrak also kills Dragon Knight, and uh, Slyrak then gives his all of his ancient power and strength and wisdom into the Dragon Knight. Yeah, it it sends the power along the blood route. Yeah, <laughs> which right. is capitalized, so it's clearly a proper <laughs> noun. That's right. Yeah, the blood route. The blood route. So uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I like that lore. It's fun lore. Uh, yeah, it's one of the better Dodo laws. It's kind of basic, but it's kind of cool in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. Uh, Aaron, do you want to walk or Jim? I don't know who wants to walk us through the the abilities there. Uh, Jim, you do it. I like I like commenting more. I can just you know say stuff that's wrong. <laughs> okay. Confidently. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, he's a a. Uh, uh, melee strength hero most of the time. Um, his Q is breathe fire, uh, unleashes a breath of fire in front of the Dragon Knight that burns enemies and reduces the damage their attacks deal. Um, so it's an AOE in front of him, damage scaling from 90 up to 300, cooldown from 14 to 11. Um, the reduction in damage is 25%. Uh, and that's all damage. It's not just base damage. It's all right-click damage. Mm-hmm. And it lasts for 11 seconds. That's a 100% uptime when you max out your Breathe Fire. Uh, there's also a talent to uh, increase that to up to 49% damage reduction. His W is Dragon Tail. Uh, he smites an enemy unit in melee range with his shield. It should be called Dragon Shield. But <laughs> stunning it while dealing minor damage. Uh when he's in Elder Dragon form, which is his ult, the cast range increases to 400. Uh, it should be noted that when he's in Elder Dragon form, it is also not his tail striking it, but a projectile from the mouth of the dragon. No, that's not true. Look at the animation. It's clearly his tail. Is it really? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he like squishes his tail and slaps them. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. So okay. Test it, dude. I'm testing it right now. He's moving his tail. It's definitely his uh, like tail when he's in Dragon form. Okay, all right, good. See, good. that's why I'm here for the commentary. Too. There you go, yeah. Uh, the stun duration is 2.5 seconds up to 3.25 seconds, which is quite good. Uh, damage, 50 scaling up to 125, which is not very good, but it's a long stun. Yeah, it's in. It's good for breaking blinks, at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, cooldown goes from 12 down to 9. Uh, it's quite a stun. I mean, it, it's a targeted single person stun for over three seconds yeah. um and then there's a talent at 25 that adds 1.6 seconds so it goes up to almost a five second stun um which is very nice e is dragon blood uh this is a passive uh it increases his health regen and his armor so health regen starts at four scaling up to 16 and the armor starts at three scaling up to 12 uh, and then there's a 1.8 times talent at level 25 uh, to increase that even more. This is what makes him kind of just impervious to being harassed out of lane. You can just yeah. max dragon blood and 
have 12 armor and 16 additional health regen, uh, and no one can really do anything about it. Uh, However, I mean, people can do something about it. This is uh, makes this guy really, really hate being broken. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You can right. do against Frank, but... Um, yeah, Viper is uh, a hated opponent of Dragon Knight. <laughs> uh, his R is Elder Dragon Form. Ah, uh, there's a lot here. <laughs> As we mentioned, it turns him into a dragon. Uh, so he starts flying around. Uh, what it does, it grants 25 bonus move speed, 350 bonus attack range. Uh, the cooldown is 115 seconds and the duration is 60 seconds, so it's about 50% uptime once you get it. And then at different levels, uh, additional uh, things happen. So at level 1, he turns into a green dragon. Uh, attacks deal 20, 20, 20, 30 poison damage per second for 5 seconds. What does it even mean? It means for the different correspond, like how much damage it does for the different corresponding levels of Elder Dragon. Oh, right, because Elder Dragon form, yeah, it's an ultimate, technically a fourth level because of the Ag Scepter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, four, why are there four? Um, yeah, so that deals uh, a DOT for five seconds that works on structures, which is the key. Exactly. Um, so he melts down towers. You leave your tower for any reason, and he takes it in mid. At level two, he turns into a red dragon. Uh, his attacks in dragon form splash. Uh, all units within 350 radius take 75, 75, 75, 115% damage with corrosive breath added on all of them. Um, yeah. So, like, when if you're level 18 and have an Ag Scepter, miss the target you're going for because you will actually do more damage to the one standing next to it. <laughs> um, and then at level 3, he turns into a blue dragon, Frost Breath. Slows enemy movement speed by 40, 40, 40, and 60%, and attack speed by 40, 40, 40, 60. Uh, of any units in the splash range, with corrosive breath added to the targets. So you're getting a 20 or 30 damage dot for 5 seconds. You're slowed 40 or 60% movement for 3 seconds, 40 to 60 attack speed, uh, and taking extra damage to everyone within that range. And then I think it makes sense to discuss the Aghanim Scepter here. Yep. Uh, because it's like a fourth level to Elder Dragon form. It turns him into a Black Dragon, which has extra all of those things. Um, <laughs> additionally, it grants him free pathing while he is in Dragon form, so he can go up and down cliffs and over trees. And increased, like dramatically increased magic resistance. Uh, so he's exceedingly like, difficult to kill. 20% or something. Yeah. Um, I didn't know all this. I love this. Yeah, I mean, that's like nothing that this ulti doesn't give at level 4, dude. 40%, <laughs> yeah. dude. 40% magic resistance. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And, I mean, the free path. I didn't know the free path. That's well. awesome. Yeah. He's wild um, when he gets up there. So, at 10th level, you have two very good talents. Uh, one is an additional 24% for damage reduction from your breathe fire, which is awesome. Uh, or two yeah. mana regen, which is actually really valuable on him because he doesn't have exactly. a ton I mean, of mana. I really, really, really like the breathe fire damage reduction because it seems so good having like 50% damage reduction on such a low cooldown on an AoE. But it's one of those skills that it's like it's much worse in practice uh, than it sounds in theory. So most of the time, I think you're better off just taking the mana regen. Why do you think it's worse in practice? 
because you like you think like when you think of this 50% reduction you think of these like amazing like three man breathe fire you're going to get on people who then like don't do any damage to you but throughout the whole game the mana region is just so much better i mean and i'm not saying yeah. the breathe fire turn is bad but right right it's not as good as you think it might be yeah the mana region is really good um yeah, yeah. but the alternative like, like honestly like so don't get me wrong. When I play him, it does feel good to have the mana regen, but you can just buy a soul ring, honestly. Yeah. And the attack damage reduction is really good because, like, at some point the carry is gonna jump on you, and then you just go, "Okay, great." <laughs> like, yeah. if if you're like if you're able to tank that damage, then like you already hopefully won the fight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of worth it. Um... I think it's a different consideration between uh, offlane and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Deep mm-hmm. DK because on offlane you can you know maybe get a soul ring and get away with the talent on mid you kind of just need all the mana you can get and you know don't buy soul ring. Why don't, Although I why, like why wouldn't you buy soul? I feel like soul ring is like the simplest dragonite item ever. Y- it is, but you need a lot of stuff on this hero as well. So sometimes you don't want to get bogged down by buying soul ring because you run out of slots very quickly. I guess. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would probably end up taking the damage reduction just because, like Sam said, you can't buy the damage reduction. Yeah. True. Like, it's it's slot efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other way to get it. At level 15, you choose between 25 damage and 400 health. Uh, boring, but both effective. Yeah, I take the health mostly, even on mid. Uh, level 20... You get a 15% cooldown reduction or 20 strength. Um, again, they're both good. I think I'd end up taking cooldown reduction just because you could buy strength. Yeah, you can also buy cooldown reduction, though. So, I mean, in my opinion, like, uh, if you assign monetary values to the stats of these uh, talents, uh, the 20 strength is more value. 20 strength is a ton. And if you already took the 400 health at level 15, you're like, just because of your talents, you're going to be like almost unkillable. You don't even have to buy hard or anything anymore. Yeah, that's true. But then like, who cares if they can't kill you? You're just, you're just uh, a giant hit points. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you are, Steve. Because right? if what they what can't kill you, you can like give them your AoE slow... Yeah. Use your five second stun or something. Uh, do all that stuff. Yeah, and then at level twenty five, your options are plus one point six seconds of dragon tail, pushing it to four point eight five seconds, or one point eight times dragon blood HP regen armor, uh, which puts it up to like thirty something health regen and like twenty armor, twenty two armor. Um, mm. Again, both are really good. One makes you completely unkillable. The other. It's just a crazy yeah, target I mean, stun. DK, like, he benefits so heavily from get le- getting level 30. It's kind of insane. Just because, like, yeah, right. all his talents are so good. Um, once you're level 30 and you have the, like... I mean, both talents at level 25 for him are insane. The Dragon Blood HP armor is really, really good. But then again, the dragon tail duration, it's almost five seconds. Like, that's <laughs> infinite in Dota yeah. time. And it's essentially at like level 25 a roar, or 30. Right? Yeah, yeah. And 
it's a war on the like 5.7 cool uh, percent like not even like 7.7 uh, second cooldown uh, it's insane how long that is and at level 30 when you're gonna or level 25 when you're gonna get this talent people are like their bkbs are gonna be short it's gonna be so value to just put that on their safe laner all like all day every day in fights yeah yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, I think briefly to talk about builds, at least for offlane, I found it to be fair. Like, there are... I mean, Nico maybe sometimes plays this hero like a position one carry. So it's it's worth pointing out that... like Ar- Did Arteezy sometimes used to play it too? Yeah, I think so. Um, it is possible. Um, I never understand. When Nico Baby does it, like, I've never quite get it but it seems to work for him (laughs) um i will say that like his attack animation and base damage is pretty good yeah um and so yeah in terms of build for offlane i pretty much always just go like treads and then if if i feel like i need it i'll go soul ring and then just blink dagger like just Mm. very simple um and then depending on what kind of game it is I usually maybe go just like BKB, um, AC, that type of thing. Um, But, you know, depending on what the game calls for, like, you can go Daedalus or, like, something like that. If you feel like you need to do damage, you can go Heart if you just want to keep being the tankiest hitbox point (laughs) lad. (laughs) Um as Arian said, like, as a mid, it's kind of a little... It feels a little bit more strained because, like, he doesn't farm the fastest. Mm. Like, he has the breathe fire, but it's not, like... I don't know. It, it just doesn't, feels... It doesn't, like, clear waves. Yeah, it feels a little fire, lacking. Um, well, that's where the build I'm going to tell you about then. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for the best DK mid build? I, I mean, I'm not even sure if this is meta anymore, but I used to do this all the time. So anymore, SDK, I like anymore is doing a lot of work in that phrase. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> SDK, right? It's impossible for you to get bullied out of lane. So he's right. one of those heroes where you can kind of get away, at least in mid, uh, with what I used to buy, which is brown boots, soul ring, and then you rush radiance. Because um, <laughs> radiance used to be a thing for this hero uh, yeah. for a long time. So after radiance, you finish threats, obviously, and then you go eggs AC, and it's like you're gonna have that at maybe like minute 35 uh, around then, and it's such a strong timing that you can like almost always win the game uh, if you get it. Obviously, it's very risky going that radiance on a mid hero, but it's a fun build for sure because it's nice to like actually farm fast on DK because. He scales well in theory. The only reason why he's not that good late game is because he's not going to have a lot of items mostly in late game. I'm glad you yeah, brought up. True. I'm glad you brought up Ags. Uh, I forgot to mention that it's just mm. like it's it's kind of never a bad Ags game. <laughs> yeah, never. Yeah. it's so good. The Ags, it's it's really insane. Like it, again, like it does everything for you: free pathing, a million health, magic resistance. Um, like, it's a legitimate alternative on course to BKB, uh, which, like, there's few items that provide that on a hero. Uh, did we talk about a shard, guys? Uh, no. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> okay, so his shard, all you have to know about this, you know, um, there were the, like, black dragons, the, the ancient creeps, right? The big one. He has this thing where he, like, spits fire on the ground. 
Yeah. They they almost never use it, but I'm sure you guys know of this. Uh, they, they basically they only gave, use it if you control them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they gave that to DK. That's it. It's yeah. like all. It's like same duration, same mana cost, same AOE, and it, it's even the same animation. Like it's literally the same. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I mean, it's kind of cool, but he doesn't farm fast anyway. So, like, are you going to put fourteen hundred into getting that? Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be cool, but you can't buy a shot for before twenty minutes anyway, and it's not worth for farming to buy that at twenty minutes. You're gonna have something else that makes you farm at least at least as fast. Or you just like don't worry about farming and just Yeah, yeah. Fight. Like, exactly. You're not the number like yeah, like you're just don't have the farm priority and you go fight and take towers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um what items do you guys like to use on DK? Yeah like bracers, treads. You can get I mean cosmetic items true. Oh. Oh, what are the names of them? Because uh, I actually have two that are, I think, fairly... V- or at least one of them is fairly valuable. But, of course, I don't Ooh, know the names flex. of them. The, the one that turns in blue... What? Yeah, the uh, Bitterwing Legacy. Thank you. Mm. Uh, I have it I'm open. not using that one, actually. There's it's ridiculous. A, I usually use the other one, though, where it, you can like actually see his face. And he's, yeah, yeah. He's kind of purple. The third awakening. I use a couple of items from that as well. Yeah. That one's really cool. I think that's still my favorite DK set. I like that one. I, I yeah. I use some of that. I use some of the Eldworm Crest, which is an old uh hmm. TI. Uh an old compendium one. It just has like some sparkles and, and looks pretty good. He has a lot of like he has an Outland Ravager one where he's like a Viking. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot of variety. He used to be a hero of very bland sets, but that got a lot better. Um, yeah, some of his old sets are like hideous. <laughs> it's actually true, dude. Yeah. Oh, There's like three polygons. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, of them right. makes him look like a like lizard person. It's it's very, it's very weird. Yeah, it's another one that makes him look like a Lego thing. <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, like sure. Lego. The uh, Our mid player in WLDL. Um, Mr. Fancy Pants plays a lot of Dragonite. We pick Dragonite for him a lot, and he's trying to put together like a, a hideous mismatched Dragonite mm. set. Mm-hmm. And he won't, but he won't wear any of the blue pieces. Why not? I I I think it's like a step too far. But mm-hmm. I think if he just used like one of the blue pieces, it would just be maybe the ugliest possible Dota comp- cosmetic combination. <laughs> Like just the shoulder and everything else is like red. Ugh, <laughs> unreal. Uh, what sword are you guys using for this guy? I'm boring. I just use the entire set of the Third Awakening. Just, ah, okay. it, I just think it so, looks so good together. I don't yeah, know. it's it's a really cool set. I used almost the entirety of that set as well, except I used the skirt and not not skirt belt. I guess even I think it's kind back. Of a skirt. Yeah, back piece or belt. Uh, and the shield from the Scorched Amber set, which was the other, like, cash set for DK that came out. Um, but then for weapon, which I think is the best weapon for him, I used the Lance of the Wormblood. So he's not carrying oh, a sword for me. Cool, he's, yeah. he's carrying a Lance. I'm a big that's fan cool. of that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool. I used, yeah, I used the Sword of the Eldworm Crest, <laughs> uh, Type 2 Executioner. Mm. Um, with, Sounds scary. With, with the, uh, the Undead set. What's the Undead set called? The one you guys were just talking about. Um, the Awakening. Yeah, the Awakening. Because it's like, 
And if you set it to Executioner, it's like dark red and glowing. And I think mm, it, it actually looks a little better than the, the Executioner set anyway. Or the, uh, the Undead set sword. All right. Should we uh, move along to Noob's sure. Ask News? Go for it. All right, Mr. Fancy Pants, how are you today? Good, I hope. Jim, how yeah, are I'm you good. today? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. It's pretty good. Had some basketball practice with the kids. Tryouts are next week. Whoa. Uh, so are indoor sports happening? Uh, I guess. Like, some are. Uh, basketball apparently is. They're having tryouts at the school. It's spread over two days. Kids have to be masked. Um. They haven't shut down indoor sports yet, so we'll see. But I was Working outside with them practicing this morning. It was nice. Okay. How are you feeling about that? Nervous? Just excited that they're doing something? Or uh, Excited. I mean, just the oldest one's trying out. The youngest one doesn't uh, isn't in middle school yet. But I don't know. I, I hope it's okay because she's, she's in sixth grade. It's a middle school team. I mean – just like by mathematics, she's probably not going to make it because there's she's going up against seventh and eighth graders. You mm. know, um, yo. When I used to do athletics uh, when I was younger, I was like probably in like fourth or fifth grade. Um, my like trainer during competitions, like she always randomly made me run with like kids that were two years older with me. I I was super pissed at that. <laughs> it it sucks idea. going up against kids lower, uh, bigger than you. What do you say? That's a good idea, though. Why? I'm trying to compete against people my age, dude. And I always (laughs) had to run against bigger kids for no reason. Yeah, it makes you faster. You got to compete against them. That's like younger brothers of athletes are always the better one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, pro pro athletes. The younger brothers always. The younger brother, younger sister is always the uh, the better one because they had they had to play with their older siblings' friends all the time. You say so. Uh, I I didn't win those races. I got like <laughs> I I never got last place there, but I definitely didn't win. Yeah, I just hope like for my kid, like she you know she doesn't let a loss uh, get to her heart. You know what I mean? That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad about losing, especially against all, older kids. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like she's trying out to learn how it goes. She still has two more years to make the team. Um, so I'm teaching her all the tricks, like, okay, here's what you have to do. Play defense, show a ton of effort, and be super enthusiastic. The coach wants kids who are good at being coached. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry if you hit your shots, but, like, you know. Yeah, that's actually good advice. Yeah, be supportive. And defense is the trick. Anyone who has kids, if you want to make, like, a middle school or high school team, and maybe you're not – you know, seven feet tall, uh, play defense enthusiastically. So why is that? Because nobody else wants to play defense and you have a easier chance getting in that way or what? Yeah, nobody else wants to play defense. And like, particularly in basketball, I think, and this is probably the same in other sports, like, you know, street courts across the country are littered with amazing scorers who never had the discipline to play well enough on a team to Mm. become successful. Um, and so, you know, playing on a team is different from like, you know, trying to get on, like trying to 
pad your YouTube. Okay. Uh, Man, I'm learning so stuff. much about basketball today. Pretty I bad. think also there's a sort of like an ethos thing where like coaches generally like at that level just want the team to be like cohesive right so like <laughs> they just want kids who will listen to them and execute the things that they're saying and most of the time the things that they can control are like how hard your effort is like do you try right. hard on defense <laughs> and like yeah. do you you know do you take the shot like if you miss or make a shot like okay whatever but like do you take the correct shot or like right, do you right. make the correct pass it's very similar in soccer um and i think generally like high school coaches there's also like a sort of like I would think like bias against like the hot shot like offensive player who's like doesn't right. follow the game plan. You know, like a lot of coaches are like, no, screw that. Like I don't need you. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's all like, about yeah, the team. <laughs> yeah, when I when I coached rec, I remember like me and my co coach were like, We're gonna ask the kids what their favorite players are, and if any of them say James Harden, we put them on another team. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, no, your your favorite player can't be James Harden. Right. Um, all right, Ali who asks, pick a recent movie, but replace all the characters with Muppets, <laughs> leaving only one human actor. Um, what is the movie and what human character do you leave in? I have an answer for this. Okay. I recently watched a 2017 movie called The Death of Stalin. Have either of you watched it? No, but I was thinking about watching it. Is it good? Yes, it's great. I Aaron, have, have you seen it? Aaron, have you watched it? Sorry? Uh, yeah, I watched the trailer, uh, but I didn't see the movie. Okay. So it's a, for folks who might not have heard of it, it's a, it's a black comedy. It, it's political satire. Um, it stars, it stars like Steve Buscemi. Um, it stars Jeffrey Tambor, who is probably best known for playing the dad in, um, Oh my God! What uh, in uh, Arrested Development? Thank you, Arrested Michael Development. Bluth, right? Yeah, or George Bluth. George Bluth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so it is a super heavy movie, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> um, nice. I would leave Steve Buscemi, and everybody else would be a Muppet. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the movie essentially opens with with Stalin dying, and then like everybody react like like all the you know uh political folks reacting to it and i think that uh told through the muppets uh, i'd be very interested to see how they handle all the uh murdering and death <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, i think it would be great i think they could uh you know i learned honestly i learned a lot watching that movie and i i think uh could be good for for the kids out there <laughs> sounds good awesome i love it what about you jim uh <laughs> if i put a little bit of thought into this one i think i would do um downfall and then leave only adolf hitler as a human and everyone around adolf hitler as the nazi regime is collapsing at the end of world war ii is an adorable muppet i'm glad we picked like two you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> dictators very cool okay uh aaron what do you think so uh 
I watched this really good movie on Netflix recently. It's a Korean zombie movie called Train to Busan. And it's basically about this guy uh, who has to bring his kid from Seoul, which is Korea's mm. biggest city, to Busan, which I think is Korea's second biggest city. I'm not sure. Um, and then, like, during the train ride, you know, zombie outbreak, yada, yada, yada. And they have to, you know, make it, get to that city, stuff like that. So I think it would be pretty funny if the like the dad who has to bring his kid to busan uh he's a muppet but the kid isn't a muppet <laughs> um, but like i'm that. assuming all the zombies are still real right because i think they would humans. have to be the heavy muppets. muppets yeah the zombies are muppets as well okay. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. i think i mean that's funny too but it would be even more funny if the zombies were real and there's just the dad was a muppet <laughs> and all the people they meet I always think if you pick one zombie to be a person and <laughs> everybody else would be a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. It's like the humans are trying to kill all the Muppets. All right. Strilling asks, with presumably very little knowledge of the current state of Artifact, what heroes do you think are probably dominant in the game? It's a very smart presumption. Yeah, dead game. Uh, I mean, I don't want to pick a hero that's not in the game. Yeah, I don't even know. I think probably Invoker. Oh, strong invoker. Mm. Is invoker an artifact? I don't think so. I stick with it. Okay. I think uh, Strilling, when we were playing yesterday, he said, uh, Lena. Wait, was you good. are playing artifact? Or you are playing Dolan? <laughs> he told you about it. We were playing with him yesterday. And oh, okay, uh, okay. We, it was your Lena game. And he was like, well, Lena's very good in artifact. Ah, true, true, true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lena. Okay. Alihu, what is a random pet peeve of yours? Something others might not know about or expect. Uh, Jim, do you have a pet peeve? Uh, yeah, okay, here's one. And it's actually kind of not something people would expect. I, I hate when, like we have a dry, we don't have a, a, a dishwasher in our house. We have a tiny, tiny kitchen. And so we got to hand wash all our dishes. Oh, damn. Whoa, God. aren't you like a four person household? Yeah. That's what? actually insane that you don't yeah. have a dishwasher, dude. dude. Are you... Uh, yeah, that's actually really dumb. Sorry. But... <laughs> oh, no problem. We have a, yeah, we have a very, very tiny kitchen. It's a, a house is in a wonderful location, but it has a tiny kitchen, so we're able to afford it. But um, I hate when people put stuff in the drying rack in, like, a disorganized way. <laughs> like, I have... Like, everything goes in the drying rack the right way because that's how drying racks are built and then i'm trying to get something out of the drying rack and there's like glass dishes falling onto other glass dishes and making a racket and like that drives me nuts <laughs> and like i i don't even i haven't even told the people in my house this because i don't want to deal with the fallout from that yeah um i think you know a little bit of advice uh, from the married uh gentleman arian uh, don't tell your wife she puts things in the drying right, rack dude, wrong. A little bit of advice from an <laughs> unmarried gentleman. Buy a dishwasher when you have two kids, bro. <laughs> dude, I, we can't fit it, bro. I mean, just how does that... Buy, it doesn't have to house. be in the kitchen. Just put it in the living room. I'd rather have, like, is... a dishwasher, like, literally anywhere in my house. Uh, like, <laughs> I'd use it as a bed rather than just not having a dishwasher, dude. I Do you mean, like I... washing dishes that much? No, I mean, obviously, if I could wait for Magic Wand and have a giant kitchen, I'd, perfect, I'd be delighted to have a dishwasher in it. But I don't I, know. I mean, you know, we don't... This is America. We don't have these spacious, you know, places like the Germans, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure your house is, like, 11 times as big as mine. And I <laughs> I mean, yeah, my parents have a dishwasher, obviously, because they're not crazy. <laughs> 
right, next question. I'm kind of getting tilted by well, this. Well, I think that we have identified Arian's pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, right. Not having Other people not no. having dishwashers. Um, although, okay, I'm not going to talk about that actually. But my like probably legitimate pet peeve is back when I used to wear glasses uh, in like high school and stuff because I wear contacts now mostly when I'm outside. Um, I used to play you know sports with kids and. I used to get, like, irrationally mad when somebody, you know, like, uh, damaged my glasses, which, you know, happens a lot during, you know, when you're gaming with other kids or something, like basketball and stuff. So I used to get super mad because most of the time, like, they were only damaged a bit, but, like, I had, like, two glasses of mine get super wrecked, which made me really anxious anxious every time they kind of just, like, got uh, damaged a bit. So, yeah, I got, like, mm. super mad at people for that. Yeah. No, that's, that's tough. I don't know if that's like unreasonable. It's like they're your glasses. They're probably they're hard to take care of. Got to get those like special like like Kareem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my pet peeve, well, so one of them, I think pre-COVID, if I'm at the gym and somebody doesn't, well, A, if somebody is on a machine but like not using it so like they just like have their towel on it and they're on the telephone i want to kill them like you can't (laughs) just like put your stuff on the weight rack go like take a telephone call and just like claim it for like you have to like use it or lose it Hmm. Um, secondly not racking your weights when you're done like, don't come to the gym at all. I'm sorry. Like, just stay home. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate I, oh, It bothers me so much. Because then you have to be like, uh, are you done? <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Fucking put away your weights. <laughs> you put them there. This isn't my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, when people use dumbbells and um, don't put them back in the assigned place. Horrible, horrible form. Hmm. Like, they all go on certain places. It's true. <laughs> like, <Factual. laughs> yep. It's just, so, those, those are my gym pet peeves. Yeah, thank, thank you, uh, uh, Elihu, for letting us get some stuff off our chest, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I canceled my gym membership. I'm never going back, but... <laughs> <laughs> fine i've got my garage weights uh dora if they were playable heroes in dota which disney characters would be carry support and offlane i'm gonna defer to you jim and arian i don't know disney characters very well me neither dude okay jim uh okay yeah mickey mouse have you guys heard about that one sure 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 he's greedy he's a carry right yeah yeah, he's definitely the ca- Mickey's definitely a character. Is he even greedy, dude? <laughs> yeah, probably. The mouse, dude. Uh, yeah. Are mouses known for being greedy? No, just like Mickey. Like, uh, folks refer to Disney, the company, as like the mouse. Oh, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. I get it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Good joke. Yeah, Sam, let's yeah. see. Yeah, good joke. Uh, Hilarious, actually. <laughs> I also think. Uh, the main car from Cars is probably a carry. Okay. No, dude, how? Is, how does he do who, damage? 
<laughs> yeah, Lightning McQueen he runs over people. You know, Lightning. Ugh. It's a melee. Yeah, that's questionable um, at best. I think uh, the Rock from Moana is an all flaner. Sure, 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 sure. He, he's essentially playing Pudge anyway because he's got a big <laughs> bone hook. Um, Ursula is mid. Uh, there's an Ursula set for Death Prophet anyway. Hmm. Who are the supports? Elsa? I mean, I sh- are there any no. healers? In this? No, Elsa's a mid. Elsa's definitely a mid. Okay. <laughs> I, have this, I apparently believe that very strongly. <laughs> uh, are there any healers? Yeah, I don't know. Um... Is uh, I I don't remember like which of these are. I think Bell is probably a support because he's really into books, so he's definitely an int hero. Bell? I don't even know who that is. From Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh okay. Bell is probably a support. Anna maybe is a support. Probably. What's the one with the hair? Rapunzel. Rapunzel? Yeah, I think there was yeah. a Rapunzel. That's a one. German Tangled. tale, actually. Disney stole that, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, they do a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I think Rapunzel's probably a support. Flynn from Tangled is probably like a four position. Oh, maybe um, somebody from The Incredibles could maybe be a support. Oh, yeah. Like maybe the daughter? She uses like telekinesis, right? Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a. She has spells. Yeah, she's, she's like a like, Rubik kind of. I don't. Yeah. Know. Who else? Like, I don't even know. Disney. Oh, Lion King. Yeah, I was thinking about Lion King. Uh, Monsters Inc. James uh, Sully is probably like an offlaner. Sure. Blue is an offlaner. Blue Definitely. from Jurassic World. Oh no, uh, no Baloo from Jungle Book. Oh, oh, oh sure. Uh, yeah, the Jungle Book probably has some good stuff. All right. Who's the tiger in Jungle Book? There's probably a Carrie. Oh, oh, name. Finding Dory. Dory is a support. Yes. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I think we did our best there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, Juvu. Who wins Mistwood versus 7.27? Uh, I'm going with Mistwood, I think. Yeah, definitely Mistwood. I think it's fun. It's different. I think 7.27 was a really good patch, but I, I think Mistwood wins. I think it's unfair to ask in the beginning of the patch. Mm. You know? Yeah, makes sense. All right. I can see that. I can see that. All right, everyone. I have a happy little baby who I'm going to go hang out with who I've been neglecting. Sounds good. Lovely. uh, Well, lovely that she's happy and you're going to spend time. (laughs) Not that you've been neglecting her. I haven't actually been neglecting her. All right. (laughs) Farewell, everyone. See you next week. See See you next week, guys.